0: um, I'll chase everybody away. (laughs) He sang to everybody on Sunday, but he didn't sing to himself. I guess that's kind of funny, I guess, So when you see him after, sing happy birthday to him, amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we say amen amen and amen. You may be seated. Good to be here uh, in the house of the Lord, and uh, we just want to welcome everybody here um, to our Living Word service, midweek service, and those that are watching online, uh, uh, we just thank you for tuning in this afternoon, or this tonight. Let's turn our Bibles over to the book of Luke, chapter 5. Let me open my water, please. Luke chapter 5, and I want to go ahead and read verses 1 through 6 for now, and we'll leave our Bibles open there, and let's go ahead and begin to read, starting with verse 1, Luke 5. Jesus calls his first disciples, one day as Jesus was, I'm starting at, uh, okay, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake... Of Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him, listening to the word of God. He saw the water edge of two boats left there by the the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and as he asked him to put out a little from the shore, then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep waters and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered with attitude here, and he said, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now, I want to speak to you on this subject of... The attitude that Simon had here, where he said, because you say so, I want to speak to you on the subject, I guess so. We tend to have a spiritual, if I can say, may not be spiritual, but I'll say it because we're in church or we want to be used by God. There's a lot of times that God asks us to do something, the Lord tells us to do something, Our leaders may ask us to do something. Our pastor may ask us to do something. And instead of saying yes or saying, yes, pastor, yes, God, I'll do it. We will use the word yes and we'll do it. But in the attitude, as Simon said, I guess so, I'll do it. And us as husbands, we know that phrase very well when our wives ask us to throw the trash out, pick up our shoes, pick up our socks. Inside we do it, but inside of us we say, I guess so. And we know anybody who has kids, we ask them to do something. Our kids may vocalize and say, I guess so, I'll do it. And you know right after that, you want to give a quick hand to their, to their bottom because of the attitude that they have with that. I want you to understand, as Simon is being obedient to Jesus, he is being obedient to God, he is being obedient to Jesus, uh, but clearly with a bad attitude. Some may not say it was a bad attitude, but in some way and somehow, Simon and these disciples, before they, they followed Jesus, they knew who Jesus was. They knew exactly what Jesus was doing. They knew what Jesus was all about, and this 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 is what Jesus was doing on that very day. He was preaching. He was telling people. uh, He was preaching the gospel. And it happened to be that Simon and his boys were fishing that day, fishing all night and catching nothing. But something tells me here in this text, uh, something tells me in this text as we read is that uh, he, he obeyed Jesus but had a little attitude with him. God can bless you if you are obedient. Uh, And I've learned this to hear today is that God can bless our obedience, uh, even if we have a bad attitude. And I don't want you to walk out of here and say, well, Pastor Ruben, Minister Ruben said we can have a bad attitude and we'll be blessed. That's not what I want you to get is that I want you to get this here today uh, is that some of you did not want to come to church today, uh, but you came to church. Uh, You may have had, a bad attitude to come into the house of the Lord. Uh, You probably said we sang that song already and we're singing it again. Uh, In your chair, uh, you came with this attitude of saying, I'm here. I don't want nobody texting me. I don't want nobody telling me why I didn't come to church, Uh, but I'm here today to tell you, uh, even in the midst of that attitude, uh, even in the midst of you wanting not to be here, uh, you're going to walk out of this place blessed. Uh, You're going to walk out of this place knowing And said, I am glad that I made it to church. I'm glad I didn't stay home. I'm glad I tuned in to listen to what's taking place. And that's what I mean about that God can bless you even in your bad attitude. God could bless you even when you have a negative spirit in your heart. Have you ever learned that? Or am I the only one that confesses there's sometimes you just want to stay home and take a nap? But at the end of the night, you begin to realize and say, I thank God that I came to church. I thank God that they sang that song because chains are breaking through. There's a breakthrough taking place. And I can honestly believe that Simon is glad that he led Jesus in the boat. I've learned today is that in order to see a breakthrough take place in your life, in order to see a breakthrough take place, uh, that a breakthrough often happens in your greatest frustrations. See, these guys were fishing all night. Did you catch that? He said to Jesus, "Uh, Master, we've been fishing all night. Think about that. He's basically telling Jesus. Jesus is giving him some orders. Jesus is telling him to throw your nets to catch some fish. Simon begins to say, we've been fishing all night. What do you know, Jesus? You are not a fisherman. All you are is a carpenter. All you are is walking around and evangelizing. We've been fishing. We've been doing this for years. There was some attitude in that, but I want you to understand something. Uh, that the breakthrough will often happen uh, in your greatest frustration Uh, he was frustrated that day Uh, he was frustrated they caught nothing Uh, he had to go back home uh, and tell his wife Uh, his wife was probably waiting uh, with some uh, some carne asada uh, or some fish tacos uh, wondering we cooked the last fish Uh, what did you bring home simon Uh, what what did you bring i don't see you carrying anything i'm I mean he probably in his mind like I gotta hear her not only did he not hear her he heard Jesus think about Luke chapter 5 it seems that Peter was about to try again tomorrow that's what he was gonna do and isn't that how we act in our spiritual walk with God? Is that how we act when we don't see something breaking through in our lives? We're just, you know what, it's going to end the night, it's going to sleep. I'm going to eat a gallon of Rocky Road. I'm just going to go ahead and eat the whole box of Cheerios, uh, cornflakes, uh, tr- tricks. Uh, and you know what, forget it. Uh, nothing happened today. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and try tomorrow again. But all of a sudden, these guys just park their boats to dry off so that they can go home. But all of a sudden, a radical rabbi comes with a crowd to interrupt their day. And I wanted to speak to you on a couple of things that we could do in order to see a breakthrough in our lives But I want to take it from the perspective of seeing a breakthrough in our church. I thought I would hear more amens on that, so I'm going to pray that I'm that I didn't hear any of that. So I'm just going to back up uh, on that uh, that that sentence there. Uh, I want to be able to speak and minister of seeing a breakthrough in our church, because I really believe with all of my heart that God is birthing something. Uh, that it is here. It's uh, it's here. It's uh, it's about to be delivered. Uh, God is doing something new within our lives. God is doing something new in our community. God is doing something new in what we release to God. And I'm here today to tell you that God is standing here waiting for us to let him in into our boat. God is waiting for us to say, come on in, Jesus. What do you got to offer? Come on, Jesus. And it's all about to take place. And how we begin to allow God to do what he needs to do in our church. We're blessed. First thing that we need to understand is the uncertain miracles in our lives. And I say that is because uncertain miracles, I mean that there are certain conditions in which God is most likely to perform miracles. And then there are certain conditions uh, that you most likely will see God do the miracle. See, we've all come to a place in our Christianity. We all come to a place uh, in our, our walk with God where we've seen miracles and we also didn't see a miracle. And what I'm about to say here today is that you have to understand uh, that no matter what breakthrough that you want in your life, uh, no matter what breakthrough that you want in the church, uh, there are going to be times uh, that God will bring a miracle. uh, And then there will be a time where God says, no, it's not your time right now. Uh, And it's all about in our perspective of how we handle what God wants to do in our lives. Now, God could have done it a whole lot different we know that uh, here is Jesus uh, walking uh, up to Simon into these bolts. Uh, here is God. Uh, he, he, God could, could do it. And, and here is Jesus in the form of God. Uh, Jesus is there. He is the creator of the universe. Uh, Jesus could have did it a whole different way that day. But he wanted to see who was going to be behind him of doing a miracle that day. See, Jesus could have went unto, to the Sea of Galilee a whole different way. Jesus could have literally, you know, prayed to God. Uh, Jesus could have literally did uh, did it a different way. He could have walked on water to the other side. Uh, Jesus could have just prayed to the heavens uh, and uh, uh, and a law came down and he could have just floated on it. Uh, but no, he needed a partnership to be able to get the message across. A lake. This is a large body, and the importance that Jesus picked, he picked the lowest point on earth to do his ministry. Because it says that something about our God, that he chooses the lowest moments uh, and our weaknesses uh, to do the greatest work. Uh, It was uh, that Lake of Sea of Galilee is the largest body of water in Israel. uh, But uh, however, it's the lowest body of water on earth. And think about it. He went to the lowest And he went into the boat of Simon Peter. God is calling us to be that partnership. And you think about what you see in this scripture is that some people are doing just fine without God. There are some people who say that they're fine. They have all the money. They have all the stuff. They they have a full schedule and everything is taking place in their lives. But I want you to understand something here today. Without God, nothing lasts in your life. Nothing You can have everything. You can have everything. You can even lose everything. uh, But without God, you won't get restored. You won't get blessed again. uh, But the uncertain of a miracle, uh, because uh, not only that Peter was frustrated of fishing all night uh, and catching nothing uh, and frustrated, uh, now he has to hear Jesus uh, preach. uh, And all of a sudden, something begins to happen here uh, is that Jesus here, uh, he is the creator of, of the of the universe he is God in flesh Uh, and what I mean by that uh, is this is that these people are listening to Jesus Uh, they're actually listening to the word of God Uh, you see all you're doing is listening to a minister preach the word of God Uh, there was something different in that day uh, of Simon listening to to the word of God Uh, the word of God in flesh Uh, the word of God in flesh there on his boat Uh, And I want you to understand uh, as he began to let Jesus into his boat, uh, he didn't, Jesus didn't even need his boat. It said that there was two boats. Why he picked Simon, I don't know. Because if you know the full story of Simon, you wouldn't have picked Simon he would have cut off your hair like, hey fool, what are you doing in my boat? Foom! Jesus already knew the attitude that Simon had. Jesus already knew uh, everything about Simon, uh, but he was testing uh, Simon's faith, uh, testing where he wanted to go, uh, testing what he was going to be able to choose uh, as a disciple. Uh, you see, Jesus didn't need his boat. Peter needed Jesus in the boat. The problem to a lot of us is that we think a pastor needs us. Uh, We think the church needs us. Uh, We think, uh, oh, if they didn't have me, they have nothing. Uh, I've learned this here today is this, uh, that we're all replaceable. Oh, how can you tell me that? Well, then go ahead, replace me. (laughs) <laughs> God likes unlikely miracles to perform great things in people's lives next thing we have to understand is that partnership with the creator I've learned this here today is this partnership with the creator the creator is Jesus Creator is God. But I've learned this. Without God, you can never create anything or make anything happen in your life. You're not understanding that until you lost everything. You're not understanding that until uh, you came to your knees of understanding that it's only God of what you got. Uh, When you begin to partnership uh, with the creator of the universe, uh, when you begin to understand uh, and partner with God, uh, all things take place in your lives. Uh, Here is the word of God uh, that is coming. Uh, He could have walked on water. He could have done all all that Uh, but Jesus uh, understood uh, I want to accomplish more things to this world Uh, I can go ahead and snap my fingers uh, and people can bow down to me Uh, I can go ahead and preach for the mountaintop uh, and people will come Uh, but Jesus wanted to get people involved Uh, Jesus wanted to be able to get people involved into the ministry and this is exactly what took place that day Uh, here is Jesus Uh, he walks onto Simon's boat uh, and begins to Understand uh, and, uh, and Peter has to understand now. Now it's a partnership about what's about to take place. See, Jesus did not want to do it this way. Uh, Jesus wanted to, I mean, I, I could just imagine uh, our lives being Jesus. That's why we're not Jesus. I mean, I would have wanted a moonwalk on the water. I know Phil would have. He would have been like, here I am. But Jesus instead, he said, No, uh, I need a boat to get the message across. Uh, I want her boat. I want his boat. Uh, I want to use their life. Uh, I want to use their weaknesses. Uh, I want to build a church for people uh, around the globe. Uh, I want people uh, pulled together in all different nations. Uh, I want people to come uh, from all different backgrounds. Uh, I want to call people from different types. Uh, I want people that are unemployed. Uh, I want people who are suffering, have been abused. I want to use their boat. I want to get in their boats. Think about this. Jesus is here. He didn't need Peter's boat. Peter needed God in his boat that day. When you come to that conclusion of understanding that really... Jesus wants us to choose him. He wants that we have the freedom to be able to choose what we want in life. We we have that freedom. We have that ability. But when you put yourself and you say, okay, God, uh, you're the one that created me. You're the one that gave me breath. Uh, you're the one that gave me what I got. Uh, and all I could go ahead and do is say, God, uh, I am here. Uh, here I am, God. I am. My, uh, my arms wide open, God. Uh, go in and use me. Jesus didn't need Peter's boat. Peter just needed the blessings on that boat that day. Because he asked him. I mean, Peter could have said, you know what? No. No, Jesus, get off. You, you, right now, I'm I'm angry, frustrated. Nothing's happening. Just get off my boat. And Jesus probably would have walked off and went to the other boat. But the question I want to ask you is, can God borrow your boat, the gift that he gave you? See, that boat was created by the creator. The one that was walking on his boat. God is releasing to us to remember that uh, the boat uh, was Jesus uh, all along Uh, everything that you have comes from God Uh, your house your job your brains everything uh, belongs to God Uh, when God becomes your partner uh, you become the best fisherman uh, in the world Uh, when Simon said uh, okay I've been fishing all night uh, but because you said so uh, I'm going to lay down my nets and when he did we know throughout the scripture that there's so much fish that uh, was on that net that they begin to burst. Uh, you see what happens when you let God uh, into your boat, when you let God into your marriage, uh, when you let God into your finances? Uh, could you imagine uh, if we just let God in our church, uh, let God do what he has to do in this church and in this ministry? What are about to take place? It's freedom. You will never know what God can do unless you let him into your boat. This boat that I'm referencing to is our church. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. We let Jesus here. I mean, don't you feel the spirit? Don't you feel? Yes, it feels good. Feels really good. But in all honesty... What took place on that day was a partnership with the creator. See, God can come here and do whatever he wants to do. You can can have attitude. You can say, you know what? I'm not going to raise my hands today. Forget it. I'm angry. I got in a fight with my wife. I got in a fight with my husband. Forget it. I'm just here. You should be happy that I'm here. Can I tell you something? God will still move. You don't sound too pleased by that, but it's okay. Because the thing that I want you to understand is that we can accomplish a whole lot more if we let God do what he has to do. When was the last time that you offered to help? When was the last time that you offered and said Man, you you ladies are always cooking. I could cook too. Take a break. Go out there. Let me cook this, this. Let me cook this fajitas that you got going on. It got really quiet. You're always in that nursery. You come out with all beat up makeup and hair all like that. You know what? Just take a break. Let me help you out. You're always ushering. You're always out there. Take a break. Uh, let, me, let me usher for you. It's getting really quiet. See, Simon could have been that, that guy. Jesus, just keep preaching. Let me be the fisherman. Go ahead, Jesus. I got this. You're just... You're just an evangelist, just do that. I'm the fisher, I can catch as many fish as I want. I just had a bad day, the, the wind wasn't blowing right. We have all these different excuses of why it didn't happen. But when you begin to realize and back down and say, okay, forget it God, I can't do this on my own. The last thing that I want to talk about is connected together we need to stay connected together the biggest problem that peter and his boys had that day before occupying with jesus on their boats they had no fish they had no fish doesn't that sound like some of our lives Before we gave our lives to Jesus, we had nothing, no home, uh, no money, no job. But when you gave your life over to Jesus, uh, something took place in your life. One word from Jesus, Uh, one word from Jesus that took place, Uh, one word that Jesus did is when he walked on that boat, Uh, one word Uh, and that phrase was lay down your nets Uh, and when they laid down their nets, uh, all of a sudden uh, they had a big problem that night, Uh, the break, uh, the breaking of the nets. Uh, They never seen a miracle take place that big. Uh, They never saw that miracle take place that day but until they let Jesus uh, into their boat uh, until that moment that they let Jesus uh, into their boat uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, if you want to see something take place in your life uh, if you just let Jesus in Amen. something will break through that's the way I see the church That God wants to build here, but we got to let him into our boat. What I love about the church is the volunteers are the ones that brought their boats to the church. In the church, there are two groups. There's the crowd. That's the crowd uh, that gets the message. Uh, they're the ones that uh, receive everything in and then there's the crew. The crew are the ones that are stepping uh, out of the crowd uh, and being part of the crew of saying uh, let the miracle happen Jesus. Uh, let it take place Jesus. Uh, when Jesus spoke to Peter he said I, I see you out there in the crowd. Uh, would you be interested uh, uh, stepping out of the crowd uh, and let me use your boat uh, and when after all this takes place, uh, you're going to see great miracles right before your eyes. Uh, you can walk with me uh, and be able to leave your boats behind. Uh, but now we'll be fishing for men uh, and women, uh, preaching the gospel. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, is that us as a church, uh, we got to be connected together. I love what our pastor always says. I love it. I love it because this is what drew me here, the love, the compassion. He loves us so much. You ever get that? It's like you just walk by and he goes, man, you look so good today. So good to see you today. And you looked in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, he's lying. But you walked out like, wow. Right? The love, the compassion. And I love how he phrases that because he goes, if any of you, any of you yell at somebody in the church, you didn't get it from me. That's right. <laughs> Connected together, being together, joining together. The only way we make things happen in the church is that we're connected together. That's what I love about our worship team. I mean, <laughs> one's not playing one thing, uh, one playing the other thing, uh, and one's singing, oh! <laughs> trying to make sure that your mic works. Oh! No, they're in tune. They're connected together. They're harmony together. Things, uh, the, the power of God begins to flow when they're connected together. Verse 7 says, so they s- signal their partners in on the other boat. God will bless you so much that other people will get blessed just being around you. That's what happened that day. Everybody's nets were getting filled with fish. Can you just imagine the person you may not feel blessed, but the person that's next to you, they're blessed. And just because you're worshiping next to them, you're gonna get blessed. That's what happens. That's what happens. God can do so many great things in our lives. Every blessing that we get from God, I've learned this, it's connected to obedience to God's word. Being obedient to God's word Is exactly what you would see the blessings of God in your life. When we partner together, when we connect together, we can do so much things for the kingdom of God. They saw Jesus was able to do that day. And after that day, they obeyed God, they obeyed Jesus. How can we go back to doing what we were doing before? It would be nuts for Peter to say, wow, that was a good day. Hopefully I see you again, Jesus. You can use my boat anytime, Jesus, when you're around. Anytime you're around, Jesus, just come back over here. Simon said forget that man I'm successful anytime he's on my boat why would I want to go back to doing what I was doing before why when you see people happy rejoicing enthused praising dancing don't hate on them rejoice with them because your breakthrough is on this way your breakthrough may happen tomorrow your breakthrough may happen at the end of the week and you'll be rejoicing you'll be glorifying god Verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, I don't even deserve all this. Jesus replies, do not be afraid. Now you'll be fishers of men. And they laugh what they had for a greater blessing. I was just sharing with Pastor How good it feels to know how blessed we are as a church, but even as an individual. We're a blessed church. And what that means, as us as a blessed church, anybody who walks in here gets blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody got that. Nobody got that. We're a blessed church. So anybody who comes in through those doors and obeys God and says, here I am, they get blessed. There is a blessing. There is a favor. There is a breakthrough that is about to take place within our lives when we connect together and letting Jesus into our boat today. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Jesus. We come before you right now, laying aside every hurt, every pain. For some of us in this room today, we're frustrated. We're frustrated because we've been trying and we've been spinning our wheels trying to make things happen. But God, it's time for us to finally give up and let you into our boat. Father, for some of us in this room today, they've been wounded and they've been hurt and it's hard for them to connect and partner with other people. But let it be the day tonight they put that aside and they let you into their boat. They let you into their lives so that they could see a breakthrough take place in their lives. As we stand to our feet And you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you're watching online. Would you say this prayer? Say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart.